Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heart, Mind, and Soul. This is your host, Camille Marty, and I am so excited to be back here today. I'm finally back in my setup, in my podcasting area. I have my mic and everything in my room. The last couple of weeks, I've been editing and recording episodes not in my actual state. I did the episode with our guest last week in Sebastopol, Mississippi. So I flew there and I did the episode with him. And before that, I did a couple episodes back to back because I've been out of town. And so it feels really good to be sitting down here getting back into a routine just to talk to you guys. I'm super excited about this week's episode. I put a lot of thinking into it and I asked a couple people about what they think that we should talk about. So I'm really excited about this episode. If you guys can tell from the title, it is five essential mindset changes. I'm talking about mindsets that we may or may not currently have, toxic mindsets or mindsets that you might not realize are kind of negative towards your journey in life and negative towards your way to success into your IFP. I'm going to try to help you guys change that and self-reflect a little bit. Every time that I say a different mindset, I want you guys to look inwardly as do I do these things? Do I have this mindset? Do I need to change it? All of those things. Really quick update on me. Current struggle is that I have been struggling a lot with waking up early. Usually my life starts at like 6 a.m. and work gets out of the way by 12 and then I have the rest of the day to do errands, running around, studying, all those things. Then at night I have either more work or I have my free night. And recently I changed my schedule around and I've been working only nights, but it starts at like 3. So I have either, you know, I wake up at like 10 and then I have my morning basically gone and I have all these things to do. So waking up early has been a really bad struggle for me. I know I talked about how important it is and all of those things, but it really is important because I feel super behind. I think my workout schedule and also my studying schedule has been thrown off a ton from not waking up early. Honestly, it creates so much more time in the day and it also makes me feel more productive. You know, even if I have to work at 11, if I were to get up at 6.30, I would have time to work out, make a healthy breakfast, clean my room, grab all my stuff. And it's just like super important to whether or not my day is going to go well, you know, and whether or not how much money I'm going to spend, how much time I'm going to actually be focused on the one project at hand. I know sometimes when I'm at school and I really have so much to do and it's 3 p.m. and I haven't eaten, I feel so distracted by how hungry I am or so distracted by what I'm going to do next. And my ADHD kicks in like insanely because I'm hungry. And so when I wake up early enough to work out and eat, it's super helpful. So I was thinking about that today. It's a Saturday that I'm recording this. I had to work today at 10 a.m., but I was able to wake up in time enough to make my own breakfast and everything and pack my lunch and do all of those things. And if I would have woken up a little bit earlier, my room would have been clean right now and also I've been able to work out. But just doing those things made me feel so much more productive, even if I kind of wasn't because it's still 10 a.m. That is my current struggles and my current goals and current victories. I'm really excited for the new school year. I have a lot of goals that I want to do. I'm kind of annoyed though because... I have a class that I didn't know that I was going to need for my nursing program. And when I switched nursing programs to a different school, I needed just one more class. And so I'm taking that class this semester. And I also have a few other classes along with that and Hope Corps. And I'm super excited for that. So I'm excited for the new school year. I just kind of, it's supposed to be my gap year. And so I'm like, oh, I want to do all these things, but I have all this school and everything. And it's creating a, a lot of good structure in my life, but it is hard to know that 
if I would have known this information about my school and needing this class earlier, I wouldn't be dealing with this. Easy to think that way, but it's definitely the right path for my life right now is to be in school and working. I'm just excited for the next couple of months. I'm excited to get back into the routines. I know I say that every episode, but doing a little bit recently, I've been trying to eat at home more to save money and also just to eat more healthy and to lean down a little bit. I've been not really focused on what I've been eating recently. And the last couple of weeks doing that, like focusing on more what I'm eating, it has definitely improved my mental capacity and my motivation for my health journey and all of those things. I think that eating healthy is the easiest part of weight loss is just like creating a meal that is good for you and balanced. But doing those things creates a little bit of a motivation for the rest of your health journey and like working out. I really don't feel like working out when I eat unhealthy. When I do eat healthy, I'm like, oh yes, I can go on a run today and I'm going to feel good. It's been a kind of a whirlwind, kind of a busy couple of weeks. So I'm excited to get back into my routines. Really quickly, before we get into it, I'm going to do our journal prompts. So for the beautiful people out there that do the journal prompts, I know there's a couple of you, a handful that do it. And I just really just makes my whole day when people say that they do the journal prompts. But this week, I really like this journal prompt. I saw this on Pinterest earlier this week. It says, who do I want to be for myself and who do I want to be for others? I'm going to answer this journal prompt on the podcast because I think that it's a little confusing of a question. But to others, I really want to be loving, kind, generous, and kind of a mentor. That's always been my goal to take a leadership role and mentor people who are younger than me or are a little lost. That's kind of the point of the podcast. I really love doing that for people, not for my own personal gain, but I love seeing people improve. So that is what I want to be for others. And for myself, I want to make sure that I can hold my own when it comes to what I believe in, my responsibilities, my decisions in my life. I really like to be able to hold my own when it comes to answering for those things. So that is what I want to be for myself. Do your journal prompt and talk about what do you want to be for yourself? What do you want to be for others? Okay, guys, getting right into the five essential mindset changes. Like I said, mindset changes, meaning they're changing from one perspective to another. But again, it might be just something that you realize, oh, hey, like while I'm talking about it, while I'm giving a description is that, oh, hey, I think I do this a lot. I think I really do have such and such toxic trait about myself and I really need to change that. This is not to call out anybody. I'm simply doing this for a self-reflection thing because I think that when my mindset has changed from one side to another, it improves a lot of other things in my life, not just my mindset. Number one, this is like one of the most important things, honestly, that I can say. This is my biggest pet peeve that people who have the first mindset, but I see it everywhere and I see it in a lot of people that I know and I know that a lot of people are like this. So I wanted to kind of just help you guys self-reflect and help myself for self-reflect because I can definitely be this person. Changing your mindset from being a critical person to finding positivity in everything. There's this funny little TikTok trend and the girl goes, instead of complaining about everything, learn to be thankful for everything. And it's just like something dumb. But honestly, when you complain about everything, not only complain, but be critical of other people's opinions, with their life choices, what they look like, what they're doing with their life, their praise and worship, their relationship with God, their relationship with others, their relationships with 
their significant other, everything. When you're critical of everybody and everything, even if it's just something harmless, even if it's somebody walks down the street and their hair is purple and you go, what is that girl? Like, even if it's not even mean, if you say, girl, what is that hair? Laugh it off. That is putting negative energy into the world. I think that when you're genuinely critical of everything that you see, people who are just, they have to say something about everybody and it has to be negative. I know people who, I know that when I hang around them, I know that when I get in the car with them, I know that when I sit next to them and have a conversation with them, they're automatically going to say something negative about somebody. Even if it's as a joke, even if it's just something flippant, even if it's to a stranger, anything, they're going to say something negative. You already know that's going to happen. Those people, or even if you feel that you do that sometimes yourself, because I've definitely done that. I've definitely seen somebody and been like super critical of them for absolutely no reason. Not only does that give everybody around that person a negative view or a negative opinion of themselves and also whoever they're talking about but also it's super unhelpful to talk negatively about other people it's genuinely not doing a single thing if you I my mom always tells me this thing but it says if you really care about that person you're going to talk to them directly if someone really cared about my personal life choices talk to me directly about it you talking to somebody else about it is not going to be helpful at all. So changing that mindset to being positive and complimentary of people, especially people you don't know, it's a good habit to have to be complimentary. And it's also a good habit to break to just be critical of people. You can definitely be critical of somebody, you know, every once in a while. But once it becomes a habit that everything you see, everything you do, everybody you see or meet you have to be critical of them and you rarely give a compliment out, that's when it becomes toxic and that becomes that mentality is really hard to be around for other people. I don't mean to be harsh at all with this first one. I know that's a little like goes in super hard, but I'm trying to kind of show you guys when you are critical of people, it affects not only yourself and your mindset, which it does. It negatively affects your mindset towards whole life. You might not see things as being super fun, very exciting. You know, you might find everything boring and you might find everybody dumb and you become a little bit narcissistic and all of those negative things about yourself. But to everybody who's around you, listening to your opinions, your negative opinions, your negative thoughts towards certain situations, they're going to have a negative thought or negative opinion of somebody as well. I hate to walk into a room thinking that some of the people in that room who have never met me before already have a negative opinion of who I am because of somebody else. Somebody else's opinion in a whim says something dumb and now that opinion that that person has, those other people now have it. I've met people before that I already know before I met them that they already have a negative opinion of me because somebody had to say something. Again, I'm not trying to be harsh at all, but I'm trying to help you guys see how destructive it can be. You know, even if it's a joke to your friends, even if it's, hey, look at that person's dress. Oh, hey, look at them. Oh, they're so ugly. Oh, they haven't done this. They haven't done that. They haven't done this. God said, the first person with no sin, please throw a stone. Everybody has faults. Everybody 
has things that people can criticize that they're fully valid to criticize them. But it's not our job. It's really not our job to judge other people. I've been around too many people that have just automatically been a critical person to everybody they meet because they've made it into a habit. And they don't really realize what they're doing because they think that they're being funny or whatever. But when it becomes a habit, you have a negative cloud around your whole life. Okay, moving on to the second one. The second one is to be grateful for everything. If you don't believe in God, still be grateful of things. And if you do believe in God, then thank God for what you have every single day. You know, you didn't have to wake up this morning. You didn't have to have a roof over your head. You didn't have to have clothes. I'm not rich by any means, but I'm definitely privileged in the way that I never had to go to sleep wondering where the food was going to come from. I had two loving parents. I have a sibling who I love very much. We never wanted for or any of our basic necessities. You know, we always wanted extra things, but we've never wanted for something or needed something and couldn't get it. You know, we always had that. Even if behind closed doors, it was a struggle for my parents, you know? And I'm grateful for that every single day. I've never really experienced true hunger or true deprivation of any of my physical needs. And that's honestly, I'm so grateful for that. I was born into America. I was born into a two-parent household. I was born into the church and I'm so grateful for that every single day. I could live in North Korea and I don't praise God. And through that grateful mindset, we are more able to help other people around us. People who are less privileged, people who are in need of those survival things and deprivation of what they really need to survive. We're more willing to help them because we're so grateful for what we have. And on the other side of that, I'm never going to complain that I didn't sleep good because I had a bed to sleep on. I didn't have to have a bed to sleep on. And I know I'm being a little dramatic with that, but that mindset can really change your outlook on life every single day. Number three, I am not a victim. We talked about this a little bit in the 18 things I've learned by 18, but our generation tends to be a little bit more victimized than I've heard. And honestly, we only know what history tells us. We really don't know. You know, we weren't there. We don't know how people were acted back in the day. But imagine being in the Great Depression. <laughs> I just think about this every day. And this kind of goes back to the gratefulness thing. But honestly, imagine being in that time where you weren't able, no one, your neighbors weren't able, your friends weren't able, your school district wasn't able, people around you were not able to get their basic needs met. They physically were not able to do that. They were financially were not able to do that. And I think that those people were able to get out of it. I know a lot of people were not, and I know that it was a struggle and some people just didn't have any options, but they had to take the cards that they were given. And I don't mean to say that they weren't a victim of what of the Great Depression. They were a victim. But in your mind, to think of yourself as a victim, even if you are, I think it can extremely negatively change the way that you look on life, the way that you perceive other people around you. When you think, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim of my circumstances, I'm a victim of my life experiences, I'm a victim of things that people have done wrong to me. That could be true, but you have to take your cards and deal with them as much as you can and as you're willing to. You have to take your cars and go with what you have. And if you don't have anything, bluff. I've heard that saying before, but I say this and I don't want to say it in a oblivious type of way, but because I honestly 
don't feel like I, I am a victim at all of people's attitudes or whatever. How, yeah, they've been negative towards me, but that victim mindset, I don't feel like I'm a victim. I feel like there's been things in my life that I feel have not been fair or that I don't like or I don't agree with. And it hurts me to think about them. But when I look back on my life, I don't automatically think you are a victim of your life circumstances. You are no longer able to lead a life that normal people could. If I thought that way, it would be debilitating. I would not be able to function in society, honestly. And people who do have that mentality, I think, eventually get over it and eventually realize, okay, I need to do something with my life because as hard as it has been and as much as I've tried to get over this and really just continue to struggle with it, but I need to move on with my life as much as I can. They do eventually come to that decision. I think most people do, but it takes a lot longer than just having that aha moment from the get-go. And I don't mean people who've gone through extreme traumas or anything. I know that's a completely different situation. I don't want to disregard anybody's life experiences or anything. And I know that as we've talked about through this whole podcast is just work on what you need to work on, self-reflect, work on it, go to therapy if you need to, talk to somebody, work through the issues that your mind has due to what you've gone through in your life, but do it in an empowered way. Make yourself empowered saying, I am able to do this. I'm I'm able to move past this. I'm able to take these cards that I've been dealt and go about my life and really try to work through these cards. As hard as it's going to be and as difficult as it's going to be, I am me. I'm able to do it. I'm empowering myself to be able to do this. And I'm going to need the help of God and I'm going to need the help of my friends and family and everything, whatever I'm going to need the help of, time and all of these resources that I'm going to need to have. And it's going to be really difficult But I can't sit here and die. I can't sit here and roll over in my circumstances. And that sounds harsh when I say it like that. But honestly, you're going to come to that realization no matter what. I'm just trying to help people to realize that realization as soon as possible. And a smaller scale, when we have things, inconveniences in our life or sad, heartbreaking situations in our life happen, it can be easy to victimize ourselves even if it's in a short while, you know, we'll go through something really difficult, really hard. Let's say a loved one passes away. And as hard and as horrible as that is, some people don't really ever get over that. And they let that their negative experiences in their life pile on top of that. So they'll say, oh, this person, you know, I've, my life is so difficult. This happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. And they keep piling on every negative thing that they happened in their life onto that experience. And as easy as that is to do, life is hard. It is really hard to get through life productively and try to be the most effective person you can be every single day and try to be not only get out of bed at a certain time and not only be a good person and not only be nice to everybody around you but to do it in a positive way and to do it in a mindful way that's really hard to do every day in and day out as hard as it is you really need to be mindful that you're doing that especially if you've gone through something hard recently or if you got through something difficult in the last couple of years that just you feel as if you can't move past it, it's super important that you make the effort to move past it. And I don't want to sound like a mental health professional and tell you exactly what you need to do to move past this situation or anything. But when you do think about that situation, think about what does my mind revert to when I think about this? Do I feel it's my fault? Do I feel like 
whatever traumatic event in my life has happened has caused me to be a meaner person, has caused me to have issues in my other relationships, has it caused me to think negatively about everyone, to not trust people, has it caused me all of these other things. Think about what this situation in your life has caused your mind to think of and has caused your mind to do. And then try to work through those individually. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight because I promise you it's not going to happen overnight. But it is going to happen if you empower yourself and you make the work to do it. And it's not going to happen if you roll over and allow that to to be your narrative for who you are as a person. You are not defined by what's been happened in your life. You're not defined by any of the life experiences that you have had. Yes, they can help shape you, but you can choose which shape that is, you know, this person, let's say that this family member died and you were close to them and that person and their death is going to change you, but make sure and make it be in a positive way. Appreciate that person's life. Appreciate what them passing away has done for you and your family and just appreciate things in your life more. I'm using that as an example again, just to put it in more perspective of you, but you are completely in control of how your mindset goes you know it's called an executive function and usually it's developed when you're 25 or around there but executive function helps you to take yourself out of the situation and look at the situation mental physical all the sides to it and really sort it out and not let your current emotions dictate how you're gonna feel about that forever And it's really sometimes the most important thing you can do in that situation. Again, I could talk about this topic for a long time, but to just empower yourself to be able to move past these situations as hard as it's going to be. Okay, the fourth one is I am in control of myself and myself only. It's so easy to get into other people's heads, get into other people's lives, try to give advice to your friends or family and try to be a part of their life as much as you can. All of your emotional energy is giving to this certain person or this certain situation or what these people think about you or what these people are going to do. You know, what are they going to do? Oh my gosh. Being so stressed out for them as much as that's such a great friend and that's good. That's a good quality to have is to have empathy and to have awareness for of other people around you. That's a good quality to have. But once you create it and you make it your life and you make it so important in your life is what these people think about you and what these people are doing and how they're going to go through life. And I need to be there for them. I need to always be their number one call. I need to be on speed for these people. And as much as you want to, you want to give your heart out to these people and you want to help. And, you, and I'm kind of giving this to people who just feel like they're the mom, feel like they're the advice giver. They feel like they're the generous one, but it drains on you after a while. It's really important for us to give empathy and be generous with our time and energy, but to make sure you're okay as well. Make sure when you go home at night, you're not consistently thinking about this situation that you can help. To think about, okay, Camille, did I have a good day today? Let's just take a deep breath. I work as a CNA working with special needs children. And I hear these heartbreaking stories of these people's lives and how hard it is and how difficult it's been for them to raise these children and their birth stories and how all this went down and all the hospital visits that they've been to. And it's really heartbreaking. It really is. And it makes me want to work for these people 16 hours a day just so I can help out, just so I can wait on them hand and foot because I want to help so badly. But that's not the most helpful thing that I can do once I'm there, once I show up and I'm exhausted and I want to help so badly and I'm heartbroken for these people, but I can't do everything and I can't focus on 
100% what their needs are. I also need to pay attention to what my needs are. And so, yeah, it's a very common thing for therapists, nurses, teachers, even people who are constantly faced with people who have a lot of issues and you want to give them your all, but you are only in charge of yourself. You cannot control what they're thinking. You can't control their decisions. I heard this sermon literally last night and this guy said, I wish I could go and make the decisions for all these people, but I can't. That's not how it works. You can give advice, you can help out, but you can't make their decisions for them. And that's true. And I'm not saying this is in the CNA example, but I do think that I've had a lot of friends that I just will pour my heart and soul into them and they won't listen because they don't want to. And that's okay. You make your own decisions, but I can't let that destroy me from the inside out. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm going to end on a happier note. This is the fifth essential mindset to being a happier and more fulfilled person. The fifth one is to be a constant learner. And I know that you're listening to this podcast, so you want to be a better person. That is every single person that comes to the podcast either knows me or wants to improve their life. So that's kind of what I have in mind when I'm talking to you guys. But to be a constant learner, everything in life, people you meet, how you interact with other people, what you read, what you're listening to, what you're consuming every single day, day in and day out, try to keep the mindset of always wanting to be a learner. You always want to be constantly learning. It's not homework all the time. I know I talked to this person and they were like, oh, I didn't know I was going to be doing a homework assignment tonight. And I was like, this isn't homework. This is just learning. It's two very different things. And maybe it is homework, but that's the point of homework is to learn. So just constantly being able to learn from your experiences, to learn from different things, to want to improve yourself all the time. Let's just say you wake up one day and you want to try breakfast and you could eat a McGriddle like you have for the past four years of your life or you could go on the internet and takes 0.5 seconds and pull up a healthy recipe and cook it and it takes about 20 minutes and that's it you learned something today you learned how to make a healthy recipe you learned a little bit especially if you did it on a cookbook online or whatever they'll give you a little instructions on oh this is healthy because this and then this has you know gluten-free or this is sugar-free or this is lactose-free or whatever it is it helps you to learn learning from that experience I mean that literally took just changing your diet I mean I've learned so 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 much about food and the way that my body works and about metabolism and about how my brain functions due to my food and all of those just from losing weight, not from taking a nutrition class. Another thing could be just going to school and actually really wanting to learn. And not just from that, but also learning people's personal cues, learning things about your peers, learning things about your teachers, learning about people's life experiences. Every person you meet trying to learn something from them, whatever it is. I think that constantly having the idea that I want to learn all the time is really so amazing. Honestly, I haven't really fully exercised this mindset yet, but it's my next goal. And not just to reach a goal, but I want to constantly be a learner. And by 45, I know a bunch of information about a bunch of things because that's the point. A lot of us are taught that we are fully expected to just learn one singular subject and one singular topic of conversation the entire years through college or the entire years through all of your schooling is just to learn this very specific thing to do this very specific job. But what I've learned already is that all the things that I did along the way, I've used so far. You know, I got my CNA just so that I could have it for my nursing program because they required it. But 
now I'm a CNA and I actually truly enjoy my job and I learned lots about different things. I learned just how to put a G-tube in yesterday, which I know none of you probably know what that is, but just little things that are going to help me in my nursing career. I learned through working as a CNA and I know that's what people say, but I never thought I was going to be a CNA. And thank goodness I paid attention in class because if I didn't, I wouldn't have I've been like, oh, I don't need to be a CNA. I'm never going to be a CNA. I just want to be a nurse. So I'm not going to pay attention in class. But thank goodness I did because I needed that. And on the other hand, you know, English classes that I just said, oh, it's English. Like I would never really pay attention to that. But writing podcast episodes and writing outlines and writing blog posts and all these things, I've used those English classes so many times just in my day-to-day life. Exercising your brain is really, really healthy for you and really, really good for who you are as a person and it's gonna be great for you when you're older. I'm gonna just gonna end on that. Always wanting to be a learner is gonna pay off so much when you're older and so much when you choosing to learn from things instead of ignoring them. There's really no excuse as to why we shouldn't do that. We have the internet. We can literally look up any question on the entire world and get an answer within seconds. That is a luxury that we have and we should definitely be using that as much as possible to learn all the time. Okay, guys, that's the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys like that. If we can hone into those things, and especially me, if I can hone into all of those, just constantly being grateful of things, constantly being a learner, being in control of myself, trying really hard not to be critical and trying to be complimentary of people instead, and remembering that I am not a victim. All of those mindset changes I definitely can use and is definitely going to improve who I am as a person and my relationships with others. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to follow me on my Instagram at heartmindandsoulpod. Every single time that I post a podcast, I remind you guys on there. We also do a couple of polls. So if we do another Q&A, which are definitely going to come up, it's going to be on the Instagram. And if you guys are coming from Instagram, comment on one of my posts and say, hey, listen to this week's episode. I'm coming from Instagram so that I know who's coming from Instagram and who coming from just podcasting or hearing about it and stuff. I would love to hear how you guys are learning about the podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and comment. It helps me so much. Literally, I can't even tell you how much it helps me. It's like 60% of my growth is just from comments and rates and all of that. Okay, guys, love you so much. Have an amazing week. And don't forget to grow, change, transform, and inspire your heart, mind, and soul. Bye. 